you know, so many of us operate from this place of determination and willpower, right? But willpower is actually a finite resource. In other words, it doesn't last. When we use willpower, we're actually sabotaging ourselves (laughs) because it's a finite resource. And we need to start working from a more infinite place so that behavior change can become longer term. A lot of you might be asking, well, okay, so what do I do then? (laughs) I mean, if we can't make these changes, then what do I do? Welcome to the Love Your Food, Love Yourself podcast. I am Tammy, your tenacious and fun-loving host. I have been a dietitian for 20 years where I have helped countless women transform their relationship with food and their body. I believe to my core that as you start peeling back the layers to love your food and love yourself, you end up loving your life like never before. And now is the time, my friend. It is time to break up with diet culture, shift your current stories, rev up your internal barometer, and recognize that every body, regardless of size, not only deserves dignity and respect, but can be healthy because our habits and how we love on ourselves and think about ourselves is truly what matters. In this podcast, we have real conversations about struggles, insecurities, and false beliefs with loving ourselves and each other through a lens of curiosity, anti-judgment, intuitive eating, spirituality, and a heaping dose of laughter, but maybe some tears and a whole lot of realness. Hey friends, I am Tammy Lance. I'm your host of this podcast and we have Beth Basham, co-host. Yeah, here with us today. Yay. So glad to hear you all. I hope you all had lovely, lovely, lovely holidays. And we are here to talk with you about how to make a resolution last longer than three days. So we would love to hear from you and curious to hear A, what resolutions you came up with, with the first of the year, if that's something that you do and B, how are they going for you? We want to hear this because we often know, and we hear, and we see, and we've probably experienced ourselves maybe that we can set up resolutions or even goals to change habits at any time of the year. And they don't last for longer than maybe three days. Has anybody ever wondered why that maybe is? So this episode is going to be really talking about that. And we want to help you be able to set up some maybe goals, resolutions, whatever you want to call them, and give you some tangible ways to actually move forward with those goals and resolutions that you may have for yourself. So Beth, tell me, what do you know about why resolutions slash habit changes don't last longer than three days? Yeah, well, it is. It's a pretty funny statistic. And I think more and more people know this, (laughs) you know, after experiencing it after the first of every single year, they get onto some kick, you know, with a goal or resolution and, you know, they get into it, they get all excited. And then by the end of January, I mean, all the gyms that were at capacity, right? (laughs) All the treadmills were full is pretty much back to dead and normal pace by the end of the month, right? Like it's just something we know. um, And it's kind of funny. I I don't set resolutions anymore, Tammy. I personally enjoy setting an intention for the year, like a a word that is an intention for something that I want to create or become. 
um, that year because it just feels more tangible for me because part of me knows (laughs) that that goal setting is just for most of us, not effective unless we're approaching it in a very specific way, which I think we're going to cover, but let's just answer your first question. Sorry, a little preface to all of that, but your question was why, why doesn't it work? And it all comes down to brain science, right? Brain science. (laughs) And, you know, so many of us operate from this place of determination and willpower, right? Everyone knows what willpower is. It's that energy that you get that Sunday night before you start the next diet on Monday, you know, I'm going to be this person tomorrow and I'm going to start following this plan and exercising and doing all these things. And we exercise this thing called willpower to get us through. But as it's been explained to me, Tammy, and I know you know this metaphor, but willpower is actually a finite resource. In other words, It doesn't last. Yeah. The resource that's limited and really doesn't drive long-term behavior change. A great metaphor analogy is to consider your cell phone battery, right? You plug in your cell phone over the night, you turn it on in the morning, you use it. And your cell phone battery is a lot like willpower throughout the day. It drains, it gets lower and lower and lower and lower. And pretty soon guess what? Your cell phone will turn off if you don't charge it again. And that's a lot how willpower is used both in diet culture and any kind of resolution or goal setting. We think, oh, we're just going to execute our willpower and we're going to make it (laughs) whatever that goal is. But when we use willpower, we're actually sabotaging ourselves (laughs) because it's a finite resource and we need to start working from a more infinite place so that behavior change can become longer term. Yep, absolutely. And I believe I've heard that we make something like over a hundred decisions per day around food. When you might be more than that, Tammy. Oh, probably more than that. I mean, because if we stop and we think about the moments when we start thinking about, am I hungry? Am I not hungry? What am I going to have? How much do I need to chew it? How much do I want to have? Like we have a lot of narratives that come into our brain around our, our food choices. And we're hoping that willpower will literally take care of all of those questions for the entire day, for the entire week, for the entire forever. And it's just not realistic. It is a completely broken strategy. And I think a lot of you might be asking, well, okay, so what do I do then? (laughs) I mean, we can't make these changes and what do I do? Right. Well, what can I add? You know, those hundreds of choices that Tammy was talking about that we make just around food, just around food. We have many more decisions (laughs) throughout our day. There are most of them, if not all of them are unconscious, they're subconscious. We're not actively processing the question in our mind and then answering it in our mind. These are patterns that we have created habits, if you will, habits of thought and habits of behavior that we've created over years, potentially decades that are just who we are and how we operate. So again, to reiterate, when you try to use willpower to break through those very ingrained neural pathways in the brain, it just does not work. And that's what we do, right, with resolution or goal setting is there's resistance 
we're going to bust through these bad quote unquote habits. <laughs> we're going to bust through them. We're going to get into resistance. We're going to come at war with our, our regular way of being, our regular habits to make change. And if, that's not how our brain operates. Our brain operates, and to answer the next phase of this conversation, it operates when we work with it, not against it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So this is really all just our brains <laughs> are operating the way that they're supposed to. I just want to highlight that for a second, because I know that oftentimes for people who have set a goal or they want to break a habit, they're trying to use this willpower, it doesn't work. And then they start beating up on themselves because here it is again, they haven't been able to do it. They weren't able to stick to the diet. They weren't able to stick to going to the gym. They weren't able to stay off of whatever. I mean, the list could go on in terms of quote unquote habits that is very common for most of us humans to want to change. And it's very normal to want to have these healthier type or health promoting behaviors and habits. But when we don't achieve them and we're quote unquote, willpowering our way to them and we don't achieve them, we end up beating ourselves up and saying, I still didn't do it. I can't do it. I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that. So we have a lot of guilt. We have a lot of shame. And I think Beth and I just also want to highlight that really it's just your brain. Your brain is operating that way because that is where your brain is meant to operate. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that just to kind of give a bigger overview of how the brain is operating. So Beth, let's talk a little bit about how the brain operates. You talked a little bit about that subconscious thinking, and that's kind of where people are already making their decisions. So let's talk a little bit about that subconscious and how that impacts habits and change. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned or alluded to earlier, most of the decisions I think research finds that between 90 and 95% of the decisions that we make on a daily basis are all happening in the background. Again, using the cell phone analogy, it's like all of those programs that are running in the background, like location or um, I don't know, apps that are counting your steps or something like that. They're all just happening in the background, right? And that's how our subconscious mind filters and organizes our, our day-to-day living. I mean, can you imagine, Tammy, getting into a car and having to consciously think about every little step that you have to make to turn the key in the ignition or push the button <laughs> and press on the gas and turn the wheel? Like that would be literally exhausting. Right. And it would be a detriment to our survival as a human species. If we really want to get, get into this deep, it would literally having to consciously make all of those decisions to pick up our child from school every day would be so exhausting. So our brain has built in this beautiful mechanism to help us streamline those activities so that we, you know, and that's what, where habits are formed so that things are easy. They're second nature. We can get in the car. We don't even, we can probably text and talk to someone on the phone and yell at our kids in the back seat all at the same time because we've formed these very, um, not that you should do all those things. Okay, don't, don't do that because it's not safe. Don't do that. Yeah. You get the idea is that we can, because we have this un- these unconscious programs running our behavior moment to moment. So it's a really beautiful thing. And as Tammy was saying, you know, we tend to make meaning when we don't 
reach a goal or effectively change a habit, we make this meaning that it's about us and about something wrong with us. And that couldn't be farther from the truth because as I just stated, those programs, that subconscious is really there to work for us, to support us. So maybe you made a bad habit, quote unquote bad. You know, I don't use air quotes because I think all habits you know, we make meaning of our habits, but our subconscious brain just, they're just habits. They're just ways to operate more efficiently. But let's say we want to start, you know, waking up in the morning and going for a walk. But for years or months, we've been sleeping in, hitting the snooze like several times, right? That's become a habit. It's become a way that we just are. In the morning, we hit the snooze. In the morning, we hit the snooze three times before we effectively get up and start our day. And when we exercise willpower to break through that habit. Uh, it, it Again, it's that finite resource because the habit brain or the unconscious mind always wins when it comes to the conscious mind trying to resist and break through a habit. Does that make sense, Tammy, when I explain it that way? Yeah. Yeah. I think that does make sense. And I just want to kind of reiterate a little bit is that, you know, what we're talking about today here, right, is brain science. We're talking about the different parts of the brain. And so there are several areas of the brain. And the part that Beth has been mentioning is that subconscious part of the brain. And that's kind of down towards the back of our brain. And that part of our brain is also known as maybe the reptilian part of our brain. Or I've seen it even referred to as the scaredy scaredy brain in some literature. I'm not really sure what literature I've seen that in, but, you know, really that reptilian slash that unconscious slash that habit brain is really there to help us survive. Our brain loves habits because like Beth said, how awful would it be if we had to remember how to do every single thing, every single day, you know, you get up in the morning, you have to remember that you need to brush your teeth. You have to remember that you need to take a shower. You have to remember how to shower. You have to remember how to get dressed. You have to remember how to walk out the door. You have to remember how to lock your door. You have to remember how to get in the car. You have to remember how to make your kids lunches, right? There's layers and layers and layers and layers of things that we do on a daily basis that basically all comes from that habit brain. And that habit brain does not know good or bad. That habit brain is not saying this is a good habit. This is a bad habit. Like it just knows habits and habits are there for our survival. So they're there to help us and they're there to serve us. So when we're attempting to break a habit or add a new habit, there's a little piece of that brain that says, this isn't a habit. And I I don't know what to do with this because this is not something I've already done. (laughs) It wants to go back to the other habits that it already knows. For efficiency, right, Tammy? Not because it wants to sabotage you and because you're not worthy of changing that habit to to something that's more promoting of your health or otherwise. It's simply because that's how the brain works. Yeah, it's for efficiency. It's survival. It just, it is what it is. And so we offer this to you to understand that your brain is operating as it's meant to. You're human and you're having a human experience. and you're just, you're normal. You're normal that you have not been able to sustain your resolution for longer than three days. So what can we do? (laughs) How do we change this? Right? What can we do? Where would you start with this, Beth? Where would we start with changing our habits and actually forming something that can be more sustainable? Well, step number one is, I believe, looking at the habit, whatever it is, 
and seeing it for what it is, just a habit. We t- again, we tend to make a lot of meaning of the habit and what it means about us as a human, having a human experience on this planet. And the first thing that has effectively helped me and the clients I work with is to recognize a habit is just a habit. Mm-hmm. It's not who I am. And that breaks the barrier of resistance with the brain to literally out loud, you can declare it and say, I am not the habit of hitting the snooze button every morning. <laughs> right? That's just a habit. It's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And then effectively, we want to move our attention to the new whatever goal habit that we want to create and take action from a place of non-resistance, like, oh, I have to battle myself to hit that, no, not hit the snooze button, but to effectively say, I am not this habit anymore. I'm going to make a new decision, a new choice in this moment. Yeah. And I think this is maybe was a loaded question because there's so many ways (laughs) that we could effectively implement our habit. And I know that we can't probably go into all of them at this moment, but I think you did pick up on a key first step, which is that kind of recognition that, Hey, this is just my brain operating as it is. And so then the next step I think is going to be effectively finding ways that do support your brain. And like I said, there's many, many options here, but one that I'm going to go into, and this is just, I think something that we could all do is we can actually use a habit tracker. And so in the journal that is coming out, hopefully very soon, (laughs) if it's not already on its way, we can utilize a habit tracker because when we write it down and we just, even if it's just a basic piece of paper or just a calendar where we can mark off, I've done XYZ new habit that I'm wanting to adopt. Our brain likes to see that. So our our brain is a little bit visual. So that visualization from a different part of the brain will help us to want to stay motivated. So if you're, say, waking up early to take a walk, if you take that walk in the morning, you mark it off on the habit tracker, you mark it off on your calendar, you mark it off on the piece of paper you're using to say how many days you did it. And you'll do it probably for those first three days because you're motivated and you're excited. But then when maybe it starts getting a little bit more challenging and you're thinking, oh, maybe I don't want to do it. But then you'll also know, but then I won't be marking it off. And just that little simple mark (laughs) can be very beneficial into actually continuing to move forward. Yeah. It's like a reward for the brain mm-hmm. reinforcing the ha- the new habit by rewarding the brain for that new habit. Cause if you consider that's how the brain was wired originally. So when you hit that snooze button, there was a reward that came along with hitting that snooze button more asleep. Right. <laughs> so to change that, we, we effectively using something like a habit tracker, you can begin to reward the brain for a new behavior pattern or a new habit. Mm -hmm. And so that's just one way Tammy and I could probably talk about many different ways to effectively change habits for the long term. But the habit tracker is just a great place to start and a good takeaway from today's podcast, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And lastly, just to say, Don't make meaning of your habits. They don't mean anything about you and the wonderful human that you are. 
And when we can start to work and operate from that place, habit change gets just a little easier. Yep. You are not, you are not your habits. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to just wrap this up for today. And I would just like to invite everybody to take that breath (laughs) again, take that breath and recognize that your brain is doing its job and shift into, okay, what can I do and how can I support my brain in picking up a new habit? So if you want more information, definitely join us over in our free Facebook group. And you can also reach out to either one of us if you'd like to learn more. Thanks, Tammy. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If so, please be sure to click that little subscribe button. Also tell all of your family, friends, coworkers, whomever you want to tell, even get Gabby at the grocery store if you'd like. Um, Also be sure to join the free Facebook community for mindful and intuitive eating, where you will receive not one, but two journal prompts every single week to help you with your own personal transformation on this journey of healing. Much love to you and thanks for listening in.